had these two Christmas ornaments that are so foul they have to be blurred on the video. <laughs> and she gave me, and then she put this uh, on my door, which I thought was a Christmas decoration, but Sarah, it was a name tag. Sarah says it's a name tag. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> it is the most... It's the most fun tradition. Ho, ho, ho. ho. You ho. heard it. They said it, not me. I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. It is December 19th, 2023. We're live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Locals. Post-game show, as always, rubinreport.locals.com. Before we get to it today, I'm very excited our new hire, Joey, is officially in studio with us. College dropout. We do not go to the Ivy Leagues to bring in the Hamas kids. We find college dropouts from New Jersey. We bring them down here to the free state of Florida. They make a better life for themselves. That's what we do here at the Rubin Report. It is Joey's first day, so we're very excited about that. Uh, the theme of the program today, and this is a big one, I can tell you, this might be the most amount of paper I've ever had at my desk at one time. There's a lot of words on these, pa on these papers and I'm gonna see what I can do with them. Uh, the theme of today is that the old world BS artist, Hollywood, woke, drivel people are on full attack on everyone and everything that is good. Uh, and in this case, we're gonna start with a clip of John Oliver. John Oliver, I guess he's got this show on Max or HBO. He was on The Daily Show once, British guy moved to America to just complain about how evil America is. Uh, he did a half hour dissertation. I guess they call it a comedy skit or something, but he did a half hour prepackaged, all written. He goes direct to the camera like I do, but it's all written by a bunch of other people. He's probably got 20, 30 writers over there just trying to take out Elon Musk. And Elon Musk, as you know, I don't have to hit this too hard for you guys. Elon Musk is the guy defending free speech at Twitter. He's the guy building the electric cars. He's the guy sending us to Mars. He's the guy working on Neuralink and Starlink and a whole bunch more. Uh, but we're gonna connect how the system goes after everyone doing good. And then of course, if you're also doing good, it's not that they'll try to just cancel you and take you out and go after your business and all that. They'll also connect you uh, to that Adolf Hitler guy. They'll tell you that you're a Nazi uh, and they will try to scare basically everyone that is a freedom loving American. Uh, that is what we're gonna get to. And uh, we're also gonna connect that to what's going on in our cities right now because there were more massive, just crazy pro-Hamas protests in New York City last night, and for God's sakes, people, if you live in New York City and you're sane, just get out. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody is coming to save you. Dave will save you if you move down here to Florida. Isn't that right, Joey? Yes, it is, you see? Okay, so that's what we're doing today. Let's dive right into it. So John Oliver, he's a comedian. I have to call this guy a comedian. Anyway, here's a guy who, he's just like this dorky whatever who just sits in front of a camera and reads what they tell him uh, to read. Here he is going after Elon Musk. It's just a small portion, but you'll see just how, it's just so pathetic and transparent. And I'm only showing this to you so you know more of the tactics of how the system operates when someone tries to be good. The fact is, whether we like it or not, and the answer is absolutely not, a huge number of very important things going forward are going to depend on how Elon is feeling, which is a Terrifying thing to say about anyone, but especially this guy. So, so what can be done here? Well, it's actually simple. We just create a robust infrastructure economy that can resist easy monopolization by private firms headed by overconfident billionaires, and we do it about 15 years ago. <laughs> two problems with that. One, time machines don't exist, and two, the only person with the resources and ambition to build one is the last guy that you'd want to do that, because <laughs> he'd probably use it to go back in time and high-five baby Hitler. <laughs> And look, I'll be honest, my feelings about Elon changed a bit in the writing of this piece. I'm probably now more impressed by what he's doing, but more worried by the fact that he's the one who's been doing it. Because he cultivates an image that he's simply too visionary, too original to play by other people's rules, and he waves away the damage that he does as the cost of innovation and saving humanity. But the truth is, that way of thinking isn't remotely original. We've seen it so many times before. The least surprising thing on earth is a middle-aged billionaire CEO with self-serving libertarian views, increasingly racist politics, and a messiah complex. 
And it is long past time that he faced the kind of accountability that should come with that, and not just from the echo chamber that he bought himself online, but from everyone whose lives are very much affected by him. And I know Elon might be unhappy with this piece. He, he might even permanently delete my Twitter account, which is fine by me. After all, when this absolute treasure is gone, <laughs> Elon's the one who will have to explain why to the Earth. <laughs> and he might say, he's saving humanity. What have I ever done? What industries have I revolutionised? And I admit, nothing yet. But may I remind you, I've already taken the first step toward building a robot empire. Bow down and worship your metal gods! Why do I do this to the audience? They don't watch these shows in their own lives and then they come to this show and I make them watch this crap. These people, the reason I'm showing you this is because for whatever influence these people have, all they do is try to destroy the people and the things that are fighting the machine, right? Some of the lines there were dystopian. His Elon Musk's self-serving libertarian views Self-serving libertarian views. Well, you should have self-serving libertarian views, not to destroy the world, but you should be self-interested and you should want limited government and you should then want to build a community around you and build cool things and maybe go to other planets uh, that he uh, has a messiah complex. Uh, you know, first of all, I, I don't think that's like clinically right, but people who dream and dream big actually do change the world often for the better, but also that they make it seem like he was this guy who just came from everything and he was always this like evil thing. Look at this very famous picture. This has gotta be from around 1999 or so. It's a very famous picture of Elon Musk and that's Peter Thiel when they had created PayPal. So it's not just that Elon Musk had, has created all these cool things now, he also created the very original way that we all started doing commerce online. But look at him, he was just a computer dork. He got an awful lot more hair over the years. That's pretty incredible. I guess money does buy everything. Um, but like he was just some computer nerd who started building things and dreaming and doing good things. And also that he, that this thing that the implication that he bought Twitter to turn it into an echo chamber, he bought Twitter and now has opened it up so that everybody can be on there. And people say horrible things to him all day long on Twitter. Like you people, all these lefties can do, all these wokesters can do is destroy things. You're right. John Oliver, you can't build anything. You you can't build comedy even. And I don't know what that was with the guy, the robot man and the dancing. It's like, it's nothing. How about go create something instead of spending all day long trying to destroy people? But you can't. And there's a whole machine that's actually designed to destroy people. Uh, most of that is the mainstream media. So we're going to throw you a couple clips of MSNBC. I warn you in advance. But before we do that, let's talk about the wellness company. Guys, I want to introduce you to the wellness company and specifically their medical emergency kit. Awake doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough started the wellness company to build a parallel healthcare system and bring about change in a corrupt and failing system. Part of that change is helping you to take control of your health and supporting you through whatever the next thing that gets thrown our way is. Most people don't trust healthcare right now. In fact, over 40% of Americans say they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. That's where the wellness company's medical emergency kit comes in. Eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in times of need. Natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies. Rest easy knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics to help keep you and your family safe. The kit includes a comprehensive guidebook so you never have to guess how much to take or when to take it. If you're like me and you wanna make sure your family's prepared, go to twc.health slash Ruben and use code Ruben to save 15% at checkout. That's twc.health slash Ruben, code Ruben for 15% off. And now back to me. So, okay, the machine, and you know this, this has been well, uh, this has been going on for well over a year since Elon Musk basically decided to buy Twitter that he has become the bad guy, right? And they are constantly going after him and the government's looking into his other businesses and they're trying to make it seem like he's a Nazi and a far right person. But we've seen this script before. And of course, the main guy that we've seen this script about is Donald Trump. And they just replicate the script. And, and amazingly, a huge percentage of people probably not you watching this right now, but a, a huge percentage of people fall for the same script over and over. So now I wanna take you over to the televised mental institution known as MSNBC and Jen Psaki, and don't forget, 
Jen Psaki, who worked for the Biden administration, so she is not a journalist by any stretch uh, of the imagination. She is a paid activist who was a paid liar for this administration and then became an even more highly paid liar over at a televised mental institution. Here she is with a little extra. This, we thought this was just like a little extra bonusy Trump-Hitler kind of stuff. This week has put on full display the ways in which our country is living in two completely different realities. There is one reality, let's call it Earth, where there is deep concern right now about a four times indicted former president who yesterday continued to echo the language of Adolf Hitler, of all people, by saying immigrants are, quote, poisoning the blood of our country. Here on Earth, there were some big developments this week in one of the criminal cases involving that former president the one where he's accused of trying to overturn a democratic election. Oh, and I should note that here on Earth, there was also some good economic news, with the Dow hitting a new record high and an announcement that the Federal Reserve is planning to cut interest rates next year. But there is, of course, also an alternate reality right now, one in which none of that matters. In this alternate reality, President Biden is plunging the United States into a depression, even though, again, the Dow just hit a record high, in this alternate reality, President Biden's age alone makes him unfit to serve, while Trump, I would know, just three years younger, is somehow seen as the epitome of strength and vitality. And in this alternate reality, it is the current president, Joe Biden, who is now the subject of an impeachment inquiry for a mysterious and sprawling scandal no one can explain involving bribery and corruption. Now, there is, of course, no evidence at all to suggest that any of it is true, but that is still the story that is being mainlined into a huge portion of the country right now. Really, I say this sometimes, but I actually really like, I literally mean it. I want to study these people, not me, well, not me. I want someone out there with a little extra time on their hands to really start studying these people, these people who see reality and then completely see the opposite of reality, who lie about everything and know they're lying. Like, I, I just, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is that's in them that can do that thing. Uh, yes, he's four time indicted, zero time convicted. So that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that it's legit, right? We know like these, the New York charges. Okay, you get it. The age thing, no one's going after Biden because of his age. They're going after Biden because of the slurring, the confusion, the exhaustion, the crazy stories, the rambling, the wandering off into the forest, et cetera, et cetera. The implication that there is no evidence of anything related to corruption when it comes to Joe Biden, who fired the Ukrainian prosecutor and his son was working for a Ukrainian energy company and we're in the middle of a war in Ukraine that we haven't declared war, but we're endlessly funding it. Do you think something weird's going on over there? Also Trump saying that the immigrants are, are poisoning the blood is not Hitlerian, Hitlerian, is that a word? It's not Hitlerian, I just coined a word. I, it is a word, all right, we'll count that as a word. Uh, in language, the illegal immigrants who are coming here, and we're gonna do a whole bunch about them coming up in a moment, who are coming here are poisoning the country because we don't know who is here. We don't know what they believe. We don't know what they're doing to our culture. We're watching our institutions fail. Our system is poisoned right now. It absolutely is, and we all damn well know it. But let's continue with what's going on over at MSNBC uh, because they brought on this guy by the name of Miles Taylor. He's a national security official. Believe it or not, he was hired by Donald Trump, and you know Donald Trump does have some issues when it comes to hiring. Uh, but here he is on MSNBC trying to scare the f out of everybody. Liz Cheney's been talking about that. I am also obsessed with is kind of what damage he could do within government without even necessarily breaking the law. Like how he could use the levers of government to bend to his will. You've worked in government. What scares you the most? Well, the possibilities are almost limitless. And I spent nearly two years asking that question to people. And, and I wrote it in this book, Blowback, but to try to paint that picture, to try to understand what he would actually do by talking to all of my former colleagues at different departments and agencies under Trump and asking them that question, what will happen in a second term? The biggest concerns for me are on the national security side. I think Americans still don't understand the full extent of the president's powers and things Donald Trump could do 
bubble wrapped in legalese that would be damaging to the republic. And one of those that I've noted is there's something in the White House called the Doomsday Book. And for the first time, DHS gave authorization for me to mention this publicly. Uh, and the fact that there are concerns that that book, which is supposed to be used to protect the country in instances of armed foreign invasion or rebellion, it's the president's most extraordinary powers could be picked up by Trump and used for domestic political purposes. He could invoke powers we've never heard a president of the United States invoke, potentially to shut down companies or turn off the Internet or deploy the U.S. military on U.S. soil. The doomsday book. Trump was president for four years. He didn't use the book last time, but now there's this special book. And this guy, with all the hairspray that he used that morning, I can really make fun of him for that. Uh, he's, uh, he was given clearance by DHS. You can tell them about the book. Let's freak everybody else out. And what might Trump do if he gets access to this book? He might shut off the internet, which they've been threatening about for years. Uh, by the way, there is this, I mentioned this the other day, but there is this show on Netflix called Leave the World Behind. Uh, it's a movie that was produced by Obama and it's about shutting off the internet. They are predictively programming us for God knows what, but it will most likely be them who do it, the Biden administration and these clowns, not Trump. And you know I have all my criticisms about Trump. Okay, that, first off, the, the, the way she asked that question, you worked in the government, what scares you the most? You worked at Best Buy, what's freaking you out? You worked at Chipotle, what's going on over there? Like these, these that's not a question. You bring on these children and these, but they want to keep these people in a complete, state of panic. And then you wonder why people are freaking out. Why are people wandering around? Why is everybody on prescription drugs? Why is everybody constantly uh, suffering from anxiety and all the rest of it? It's because they're telling you that he's Hitler. He's going to use this book to shut off the internet. It's a lot of stuff that he's doing constantly, constantly, constantly. Oh, and more Hitler stuff. Here we go. Hours, Douglas, after making these remarks, the former president um, doubled down and wrote a post saying this, illegal immigration is poisoning the blood of our nation. As I mentioned, President Biden and the White House are comparing this to the words of Adolf Hitler and specifically the words that were written in Mein Kampf. And I wanna read for folks the comparison that we see within Mein Kampf so they understand the gravity of this situation. The poison which has invaded the national body, especially the strong influx of foreign blood. That is from Mein Kampf. As a historian, Doug, what did you hear in the former president's remarks? I heard a former president who is um, jibing on fascism. There's no question about that being a line from Mein Kampf. He knows it. Uh, he's been dabbling in Adolf Hitler his whole life, uh, keeps Hitler's speeches at a bedside. Uh, uh, mein Kampf seems to be the book that's inspired Trump the most. So it's heinous uh, because it's it's the kind of language meant to belittle people, dehumanize them. Uh, and when we're not making a, an anti-Trump comment, when we're saying he is a fascist, guys, that really we're dealing with a, a fight in our country between democracy and fascism. And Trump's telling you that he's not he doesn't really mind the Hitler comparison because at heart, he admires Hitler. At heart, he admires Hitler. His daughter and several of his grandchildren are Jewish. Do you know that? Hitler, not a fan of the Jews uh, as a general rule. Uh, also that guy there, that historian, he's, this was his exact line. He keeps Hitler's speeches at his bed. How would he know that, Doug? <laughs> Doug, have you been sleeping with Don? What are you talking about? Like really think about it. You think Donald Trump, Donald Trump, with Hitler speeches at his beds. Like, what do you think he has? He has the tanning cream on the side of the bed, obviously. Well, think about it. Trump wakes up. Try to picture Trump waking up, right? He wakes up, little orange stuff, some hairspray. What else? Like, what else would he have? If he puts on the red tie. <laughs> I feel like he puts the red tie on before he even gets... Like, it's just made up dribble. They just brought on a historian to claim that he knows what Donald Trump has on his bedside. Completely insane. But all right, here's just one more. Uh, this is just a comp, it's just a general Hitler-Trump compilation. We're gonna see violence, the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th. You can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Assassinate 
generals create mass internment camps. He's going to shut down this station. He could shoot you. <laughs> Donald Trump's going to just get out there, start shooting people, assassinating generals. We've been through this before. Script writers, whoever's writing the simulation right now, could you just write, like, work a little harder? Give me something fresh. Let's continue, though, because a lot of what is going on here seems to be related to the border, because obviously one of the things that got Donald Trump elected last time and may well get him elected this time is that uh, the Democrats refuse to defend the border. It is one of the very few jobs of the president himself to defend the border. That's a job of the federal government, right? Like that's the big government. We have state governments and then we have the federal government and they're supposed to protect the border. Not only are they not protecting the border, they are opening it up. They are letting people in. They are sending these people all across the country. And it's like, we just watched this shit happen in Europe over the last seven, eight years. And look what has happened. Look what has happened to Germany that let a million people in. Look what has happened in France. And look what has happened in Belgium. And look what has happened in England. Like we've seen this before and now it's literally happening right now. Uh, and thankfully, while we have a guy like Elon Musk with a somewhat free internet, and while we have platforms like Rumble, we are able to see the videos because they are not being shown on uh, MSNBC. They're not being shown on mainstream media. Uh, so I wanna show you this video. This is, this is wild. This is from Fox News. Uh, Bill Malusian, who's doing a great job Job. This guy is just doing an absolutely great job at the border. Check out what's going on uh, on our uh, southern border right now. This is from yesterday. Well, I can tell you we have not yet seen any National Guard down here in Lukeville. What we have seen are more mass illegal crossings and more mass processing taking place. We'll step out and give you a look at the scene here. This is a temporary outdoor area that Border Patrol has set up here to process these illegal immigrants. You can see family units as well as single adult men who have come in from all over the world here uh, getting processed, getting ready to get put on a Border Patrol bus where many of them will be released and likely heading to a city near you in the coming days and we'll show you what's been happening out here. Take a look at this video we shot yesterday afternoon right here in Lukeville. Another mass incursion through a breach in the border wall. We were showing this a couple weeks ago as well. Hundreds of people pouring through the breaches in the border wall, crossing illegally. A lot of them single adults, as I mentioned, coming in from all over the world. And this group you're looking at here, there were adult men from Congo, Guinea, Senegal, others from Colombia and Ecuador. And Harris, listen to these numbers. Just in this Tucson, Arizona sector in the last three weeks, alone. Border Patrol says they've arrested more than 54,000 illegal immigrants, and that does not count the Godaway. I want you really to think about this. Like, I'll, I'll try to do this with no sarcasm or anything. Um, we just spent 10 minutes talking about how they call this man Hitler, and they call anyone who's for, you know, a functional border and Nazi and a racist, and you're a bigot and all of those things. We know nothing about those people. Absolutely nothing. We don't know what they believe in. We don't know where they're from, what their intentions are by being here. On top of the fact that it's just it's just immoral not to defend your border, right? The whole purpose of a nation state is to have a border. So you defend the lifestyle of the people that are within that border and you decide when to let people in and how many can come and what your processes are as it relates to people coming in and everything else. And if you don't want anyone to come in, that's your national decision. And if you want more people to come in and, and all of those things. But right now we have an administration that not only is being negligent in their defense of the border. But then as Bill talks about, we get these people in, we know virtually nothing about them, and then we ship them all over the country. Do you think there's a problem right now? Do you think that might poison the blood? Do you think that that might be a bit of an issue? Does that make me Hitler? Does that make me a racist to talk about that? But if you, and that's the thing, what they do is no matter how honestly you talk about it, they will paint you as a racist and a Hitler. And Trump, I think over the years has just been like, fine, I will just dive all in on all of the crazy language because I know what they're gonna do with me regardless. All they have to do right now, well, Biden, you wanna do the right thing? You wanna stop orange Hitler from coming back? How about defend the border? How about close the border, figure out who's here, and then tomorrow when I do a show, we won't have those videos to show because you'll have done your job. And then less people might be like, you know that orange Hitler guy, he's, uh, he's not that important, I guess, because the border's closed. But they won't do it. Check this out, this is wild, this is yesterday. This is like legit bananas. I haven't said bananas in a while. Eagle Pass, Texas, look what's going on at our border, insane.
again, who are these people? We don't know about their belief system. Even if we did, we have a border. You can't just walk into our country, although I guess you can. Uh, and I want to continue this uh, with this. Ashley St. Clair, who uh, works over at the Babylon Bee, she's been on the show a couple times over the years. Uh, she was coming back from an event, a Turning Point USA event, I believe in Phoenix. And she was at the airport in Phoenix. And check this out. We got a couple clips here. Uh, she found that they were actually, just as uh, Bill Malusian was reporting, that they send these migrants, these illegal immigrants who we know nothing of, they process them, and then they send them throughout the country. Check this out from uh, the Phoenix airport. I'm at the Phoenix airport right now. I'm waiting to board my flight to New York. Uh, to JFK and it looks like we have a whole lot of migrants who are also boarding this flight that the U.S. taxpayers are paying for. This is what the U.S. taxpayers are paying for right here. Premium seats on Delta that they have people coming here. We're paying for this, shipping them out to New York City because guess what? Everywhere else is at capacity. So they have these sanctuary cities like New York that they're now shipping these migrants to that we're all paying for. I texted Ashley right before the show because I wanted to get a little more information and she said that you know she's done a lot of work uh, and actual journalism paying attention to what's going on with the border and she saw that a huge amount of these people they have that kit. We'll show you a little bit more. Here's just uh, here's the flight. She actually took some video on the flight. Sorry, that was a bit more of them boarding, but now here's on her flight. She took this picture and here's her tweet. Migrant placed next to me in the premium cabin still has bag from the processing center. A majority of this flight is migrants bust in from the processing center. Can Delta please let all of their customers know what medical screenings are being done for these migrants illegally crossing into our border for all, from all over the world and being flown on their flights. I mean, it really is rather extraordinary. If you, if you removed everything else about all the moral and legal things I just mentioned about the border, thought, you know, we had these three years of this crazy pandemic and, you know, COVID is a thing. And are we screening these people? Do we know what diseases they're bringing from Senegal and Congo and some of these other places? Again, we know nothing about their lifestyles. And then they're just literally think about this. You Somehow they got to the Mexican border from Congo, Senegal, all of these other places, right? They get there, they get processed. Now they're in Phoenix. Now we just ship them all over the place. Now they're in New York City tomorrow. Well, we're gonna show you what's going on in New York City in just a second, but then they just show up in New York City. Do they have jobs? Do they have family there? Do they have any assistance? And again, you wonder why some people are a little irked at this. I wanna show you uh, a tweet from uh, Rita Rosenfeld here. This is uh, interesting. Uh, this is what's going on in New York City when you wonder about these people that are just being flown into New York City and what the F do we do with them? U.S. President Joe Biden's disastrous open border policy has turned sanctuary cities into unrecognizable migrant camps and New York City is at ground zero of this crisis. Over 110,000 migrants are on Manhattan streets, more than twice as many as cities such as Los Angeles and Houston. I mean, look at that. Look at that. New York City was once the greatest city in the world. It was the jealousy of the world. It was the place that everybody wanted to go. And if you could make it in New York City, you could make it anywhere, right? And now it has been overrun by crime and homeless and drugs and a, and a taxpayer's uh, base that is fleeing. So then you have less people paying into the system and more people mooching off the system. Do you think that that can last for a long time? On top of the fact that virtually every day now, there are pro-Hamas rallies all over the city and they take over Grand Central and they take over Penn Station and they go for the Rockefeller Christmas tree and they have protests outside Fox News and everywhere else. Uh, just yesterday, there were massive protests yesterday. Here are pro-Hamas demonstrators calling for Intifada revolution outside Grand Central Terminal and down in the West Village. The 
the NYPD, the KKK, and the IDF are all the same. I mean, these people, you get it. These, these are brainwashed pawns. They are tools. They are being used by powers that they cannot even imagine. They have no idea. You, you probably saw the queers for Palestine people. Like these, it's all completely insane, but they just take over city streets. And they take over, there's plenty of video. You can find it. We're, we're not showing you all of it. But they plenty of video of just going into stores and stopping commerce. People cannot function. Cities cannot function. And it really, although we've said it many, many times, like nobody's coming to save New York. It, it, it is, it, it's just impossible. You think Eric Adams is going to save New York? Who's coming? Who's coming? It's just going to keep getting worse. Check out what was happening uh, in Penn Station last night. A lot of black belt. A lot of black belt. Yeah, sorry, folks. That's not London. That's not Paris. That's not uh, Fallujah. That's New York City. And again, you putting aside religion for well, not not putting aside religion. If these were Christian nationalists, do you think the mainstream media might be going crazy? But when you see that people praying Intifada revolution, river to, river to the sea, how can a society function like that? What if you were just from, let's say you're in Jersey, you're now you're, you, you took your kids uh, into the city, you wanted to go see uh, what's on Broadway these days. Barbie, what's, what's playing on Broadway? They got Jersey boys still going? I don't know, you take them to see, Jer you, you live in Jersey, you go to New York City to see Jersey boys. Now you're in Penn Station trying to get uh, over onto the New Jersey transit. Uh, to get back to Jersey, and then you have all of these people calling for genocide, uh, praying, all this stuff. Like a city cannot function over time. Uh, you know, I love these throwback videos. Here's a little New York City in the '90s with some fun music to it. I thought we'd play this. Look at these people back then in the '90s. Look, a black guy looks like he might have an early MAGA hat on. Look at these people going to work. Nobody's calling for Intifada revolution. Look at that chick. She's out there doing. Yeah, dude, he knows what's up. Look at these guys, guy with a, well, what's he carrying there? I don't know what he's doing, but look at these functional people dressed well. You can feel that there was a vibrance to the city. People are going places for a reason. That is the New York, look at that guy. Look at that beard, look at that beard. I think I saw a nun in there. Like, that's what New York City used to be like. And that wasn't that long ago. That's 20, 30 years ago. We had a functional city, a place where people would build businesses. You would come to the New York City to make your dream, whatever that dream might be. And over the last, well, it's probably more than a decade, but the last, certainly the last two mayors of New York City for sure, there was the communist lunatic Bill de Blasio, and then he got, uh, he left after two horrible uh, terms, and then they got Eric Adams, and I saw it, I saw it from the good liberals, Eric Adams won't be as bad as Bill de Blasio, and it was like, of course he was going to be as bad, if not worse. Here he is, and he wanted this place to be a sanctuary city. That's one of the things he ran on. He wanted New York City. Nobody's nobody's illegal. Everybody can come and get stuff and all that good stuff. Uh, here he is on uh, the illegal immigration crisis. He's starting to realize there might be a problem here. We had to do a real job of explaining to everyday New Yorkers that the federal government has abandoned uh, this important issue. That's a national issue. So they're angry, and it's going to come out. I'm the mayor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? I'm the mayor. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You abandoned your duty. Yes, the, the federal government has abandoned their duty. I agree. A Biden, you want to impeach Biden over Hunter Biden? You could impeach Biden for not doing one of his, again, very few, there aren't many things the president's supposed to do. Protect the border is one of them. That would be, to me, the way you want to really get rid of this guy, although he, he's probably just going to fall down the stairs any of these days, or usually he falls up the stairs. Uh, but there he, you see he's trying to kick the can out of the bucket. Okay, oh, it's, it's the federal government's fault. You invited everybody to your City, right? Why don't we have them in Florida? Because DeSantis was like, you come here, we're kicking you out. We're, we don't have, we're not a sanctuary state. We're not a sanctuary city. Now watch this. This is, this might be the most incredible video of all of 2023. Eric Adams, two days ago, went on some local show and they're asking him about, you know, what, what this whole year has been like. Listen to his answer. This is so unbelievable. I, I honestly, I thought this was AI the first time I saw it. This is just incredible. This is real. Enjoy. 
Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? <laughs> so when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be and tell me why? Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a, a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, this is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. I can't do this much longer. <laughs> First off, New York is two words. Let's just put that aside for a second. Um, I was in New York City during 9-11. Um, the planes crashing was not one of the greatest things about the city. It was probably, I don't know, it might have literally been the worst day of my life. I mean, it was, it was un, an unimaginable tragedy and all of those things. But like, what kind of insane statement is that? Sum up the year in one word. New York. Oh, continue. Planes are crashing into the Trade Center. Someone opened up a pizza shop. These people, it's like it, brains have been broken. I don't know how to overstate that enough. People's brains are actually broken. And this man has invited all of this into New York City. So again, if you live in New York City and we show you migrants that come in, that are flown in from Phoenix, as we just showed you, and then thrown into the streets of New York City, and now there's 110 thousand of them in New York City and the city is stressed and so many people think of the amount every single person watching this every single person watching this knows somebody that has fled New York City or the greater New York area since COVID right so all of these people they took their businesses out they took they took their it's not just the businesses and the money and the tax dollars and all that you're taking all of the good functional people out so then you're left with less functional people, less productive people, less people that pay into the system. But again, it's not just about money, it's about the culture around all that. And the system is stressed and crime is up and drugs are up and all of the stuff. So what is going on uh, with the federal government though? Because uh, Eric Adams is right to, I suppose, to some degree, the federal government has been negligent in their duty uh, when it comes to, uh, wait, do we have something else here before I move on? What do we got? Eric oh, we're going to watch it one more time. We're going to, I mean, it's just, it's, it was incredible. They want me to watch it again. Oh, if you oh. had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be, and tell me why? Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a, a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Bro, I'm out, man. I see what you guys did there. Okay, okay. Uh, but again, Eric Adams, to give the devil his due, he is right to some degree from the earlier clip, which is that the federal government has been negligent. I'm the mayor, man. What do you want me to do? I always put on my well-fitting suit. <sighs> but instead of dealing with the border, uh, it is my belief, you know, people keep saying, oh, they're, they're just, they're either, you know, Biden administration, they're either negligent or, you know, whatever. Like to me, this is, this is completely intentional. You cannot be this negligent. So what are they focused on? Well, fear not people, Joe Biden's out there and he's working on three new COVID vaccines. Yes, really. Listen, and just listen to all the slurs and the exhaustion and everything else. And tell me you think this man should be president for another four years. Go. We're already begun to secure fair pricing clauses and contracts for new COVID vaccines, three new COVID vaccines. Can't see, he can't open his eyes anymore. That's, I don't know if that's the Botox or what, the slurring and three new COVID vaccines. Anyway, here he continues his eloquent speech. Taxpayers already are chipping in, making, paying a lot of money for that here at NIH to get these brilliant scientists to go out and find cures, find, answers to drug problem, to, to drugs, for with the use of drugs for health problems. Yeah, 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 that guy will be fine for the next four years, okay, fine. But they are still focused on COVID. Again, they are letting people into the country who are, they are then sending all over the place from COVID, and, uh, from COVID, from Congo and Senegal and all these other places. They throw them on planes, send them all over the place while they're working on COVID vaccines and trying to freak you out about that. And then we saw this. I cannot believe that this woman is back. She should have been banned to the netherworld, but here we are. Uh, Leanna Wen, remember this woman? This was CNN's like main COVID fear-mongering lunatic. And she's back, baby, and she's still trying to freak people out over COVID. 
And I know that hospitals are all getting their preparedness plans ready to try to increase capacity. But I would say that also puts the onus on us as well um, as individuals, because so many people who have not yet gotten vaccinated for example, um, are able to do so. The vaccination rates for the flu lag well behind what they were last year. And when you look at the updated COVID shot, only about a third of people 65 and older have gotten that vaccine. That includes nursing home residents. Only about a third have gotten the updated COVID shot. So there's a lot that we as individuals can be doing to try to prevent hospitals from getting overwhelmed as well. Important to protect yourself, especially when so many people are sick. Uh, Dr. Lena Wen, thank you so much. Propaganda. That's what that is. That is pure state-run propaganda from CNN telling you so many people are sick. The headline underneath her, hospital beds for children are nearly full in parts of the country. Where? Where? You know, it's funny. We had three years of COVID. I never saw one hospital that was overrun. I never saw the uh, bodies everywhere. Where were the bodies? How come no uh, village in Africa where they don't have clean water and they didn't have masks? Why didn't we... How come not one village? Why didn't one state fail? Because they didn't do it right. How come none of that happened? But they still trot out this crazy wench. And you might go, Dave, I don't really remember her from back then. Well, we found something for you. Do you believe that races, the variables are, and what the messaging should be? My main concern is that we're not going to reach herd immunity because of vaccine hesitancy. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to believe who desperately want the vaccine right now. And they're thinking, oh, well, it's just a small percentage of people who are actually anti-vaxxers. And that's true. There is the anti-science, anti-vaxxer contingent. But I think that there are many more people, millions of people who, for whatever reason, have concerns about the vaccine, who just don't know what's in it for them. And we need to make it clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have, because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. And I fear a situation of coming into the fall where we never reach herd immunity. And then we get hit by the next surge of, of, of COVID-19 in the fall, something that we could have prevented if we just got people vaccinated now. Thank you, Dr. Alina Wen. That is one COVID cunt right there. I'll tell you that much. Sorry. I had to do it. I tried not to do it. I asked the guys if I could do it. I just, I couldn't, I looked at all my words and I had nothing left. The fact that that woman is still on television, you know what I mean? Like I'm in a room, you unvaxxed, you unvaxxed, you unvaxxed, guy back there, unvaxxed, unvaxxed. We're all doing fine. Never been better. They wanted to lock you in your home. They wanted to tell you what to eat, when you could go outside, whether you could go to your grandmother's funeral, what you were going to inject with yourself all of this shit, and we will have no reckoning for any of these people, right? Like, they will just reappear again. They magically reappear over and over and over again. And because we never have a reckoning of all of the bad things that they do to us over time, and then every time a good person tries to stand up, we try to take out that good person, they are just constantly emboldened. Uh, now I wanna show you a video. This is, this is really, really good. I was really, when I saw this, I was like, oh, there are some other good people out there. That's nice to see. Uh, this is an Australian senator. His name is Malcolm Roberts. And listen to this video just going off on Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum as per their Great Reset Agenda, which we've talked about a whole, bu a whole bunch about. And I think you can see how that's related to everything happening in the world right now. Instead of working together to push Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum plan based on United Nations policies, work together instead for our country. Klaus Schwab's life by subscription, quote, is really serfdom, it's slavery. Billionaire globalist corporations will own everything, homes, factories, farms, cars, furniture, and everyday citizens will rent what they need if their social credit score allows. The plan of the Great Reset is that you will die with nothing. 
To pull off this evil plan, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum will need to take more than just material possessions from Australians. Senators in this very chamber today who support the Great Reset threaten our privacy, freedom and dignity. Yes, they're in this Senate chamber. So yeah, people are waking up. They're waking up in the United States, guys like Elon Musk, they're waking up in Australia. And, and they are waking up and we have to keep talking about this and we have to keep exposing it and everything else. Because as, especially as we roll into 2024 with this election coming up, whether it is a migrant crisis, whether it is Hamas rallies in our cities, whether it is COVID and more vaccinations and everything else, whether it is the internet going out and Donald Trump's doomsday book or the crazy list of things that we can think of and that we cannot think of that are, that are unfolding right in front of us that could be tossed right in our laps. We better be prepared. You, you better have your head on straight. Otherwise, whatever is going to happen over the next year is going to break you too. If you're watching this show, you probably are not broken yet. Like there are moments where they could have broken all of us. There was a moment even in my life like two years ago where we were considering getting vaxxed because of all of the pressures, right? So they can break everybody. And, and now we're in a real pressure cooker situation because of this election coming and you can just feel it. You can just feel everything that we've just showed you, the people on our streets, all the COVID stuff, like, it's just going to be a whacked out crazy year. So what's one of the tools, of course, that you can use to defend yourself? Well, James Lindsay, who's been on the show many times, and he is one of the best, I would say, explainers of what this cultural Marxist movement is and how to fight it. Uh, he gave a nice talk on uh, sort of the effective ways that you can go about dismantling some of this stuff. Another principle that helps with this is show, don't tell. If I stand here and tell you things, they're not believable. It's married truth and lies. It is not believable. But if I show you, this is literally what they wrote. This is literally what they said. This is exactly what they're doing. Here's where the money went. Whatever it is, you show, don't tell. It works. Woke stuff is virtually unbelievable, even when you're looking straight at it. But I want you to think about one character that goes by libs of TikTok. And think of how many things that you saw that you weren't told about and how it changed your mind about what's happening in this country. Show, don't tell is a very powerful thing. I gave up a while back in my podcast, basically just became me reading papers because I was like, read Repressive Tolerance, everybody read. Nobody read it. I think like five people read it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to read Repressive Tolerance to you. Now like 300,000 people heard me read it. Show, don't tell. So what he's referencing there is the Libs of TikTok Twitter account that we've shown a lot of their stuff over the years. Libs of TikTok, this, this girl, Haya Rachik, totally nice girl. I've had dinner with her many times. Lovely, lovely. Well, actually, she's never been on the show, which we should make happen. All she started doing was sharing videos of the crazy social justice warriors on Twitter. So she didn't manipulate the videos in any way. She, uh, she would literally go to TikTok. There would be crazy people with all of the gender stuff, the neo-racist stuff, and then she just put it on Twitter. And then people started calling her a racist and a white supremacist and a neo-Nazi. She's an Orthodox Jewish woman, okay? Uh, because she was just showing what these people were saying, which they were already putting out publicly. And the ADL tried to take her out and Media Matters tried to take her out and a whole bunch more. So you have to expose this stuff. So that's what we try to do here. And now I wanna connect this to one other thing to go full circle. We started at the top of the show with that ridiculous, John Oliver, a very, very average human being at best, going after an extraordinary human being, Elon Musk, right? Elon Musk building things, doing things, dreaming that video we showed you yesterday at the end where he gave such a beautifully eloquent speech about what the human condition's all about and what the human spirit's all about and that we can do amazing things. And imagine if we could go to other planets and understand interstellar travel, like all of the things that were once the dreams of generations. Like we could still do all that, but you have this very, very average comedian, John Oliver, trying to take him out. And that is a large part of the problem. We have average people who out of jealousy are trying to take out the good people. We will end today's show with Alabama football coach Nick Saban talking about mediocre people versus high achievers. Mediocre people don't like high achievers, and high achievers don't like mediocre people. So if everybody doesn't buy into the same principles and values of the organization and the same high standard, 
you're never going to be successful. That's it. That's it. There is a bunch of mediocre people. They are the John Olivers. They are the MSNBC hosts, the CNN hosts. They are the quote unquote journalist class. And every time someone tries to do something good, Elon Musk, Jordan Peterson, whoever it might be, Donald Trump, doesn't matter who it is. They try to do something different. They try to actually address a problem. They try to build something new. They spend their life trying to take these people out. So you have to decide whether you want to be an extraordinary person or a mediocre person. And not all of us have extraordinary talents. Like every, I think everyone does have something. Like there's something I think innate in everybody and you have to kind of figure out what it is and figure out how to go get it and all that stuff. But the least you could do is not destroy the people who are doing the good stuff. We're in a time of destruction, but I think it's better to be a builder. If you have not subscribed, guys, please do at rumble.com slash rubenreport. We got a post-game show coming up for you at rubenreport.locals.com in about 30 seconds. New Twitter account, at rubenreportshow. That's where we're putting up all the clips. Uh, and we have a funny, uh, I believe we have to call this AI. We don't want to dupe you people. Uh, this is a Corinne Jean-Pierre Barack Obama mashup for a cold close. And we'll see you on the other side. Ciao. You know, there's been zero evidence. Zero evidence. You can ask me how can I... I mean Obama be the hidden puppet master for this administration, but there's no evidence. There's, wait, wait, there's no evidence. There's no evidence that Obama is Joe's puppet master. There's none, absolutely none, none. And that is just a fact. You can't say that it looks like my hair is the dirty mop the janitor is looking for. You can't say that it looks like I lazily slapped on some of Big Mike's lipstick and horrific eyeshadow. Don't even look that close. That's a waste of time. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.